Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Let's Do the Right Thing in association with RadioWorks. Presented and curated by Adam Hopkinson. This is the LDTRT podcast, brought in conjunction with Passion Media and RadioWorks. It was set up to tell the story of leaders in the media industries and to focus on their journeys and motivations. I myself launched a media agency last year, Passion, to focus in fashion, entertainment and leisure verticals. And I've had loads of great advice in doing so along the way. And in fact, a lot of it from guests on this podcast. I'm still on the mission to gather the best advice. I'm delighted today to be talking to Melanie Berger. Where do we start? A career on both sides of the fence at the Mighty Sky Creative as Group Director of Operations and previously in operations roles on the agency side. I'm really interested to see how you've taken the operations understanding from agencies into media. Anyway, we are in the middle of Ad Week... And I'm saying that deliberately. Yeah. Excuse me, oh. Advertising Week Europe. Oh my God, we you. are a different organisation yeah. and it's a really good thing to attend. So anybody <laughs> who hasn't attended um, should definitely attend next year. Well, absolutely and can completely agree and I'm sure Ruth would be delighted that you said that. Um, and I won't say it again. That was obviously teed up for me to get told off. Anyway, Melanie, thank you for joining. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking time out to come over. I think this is going to be a fun conversation <laughs> given the convers- where, where we went earlier yes. um, beforehand. I don't know whether we're even allowed to touch on some of the subjects that we've had. But... Uh, yeah, I think we'll definitely fall to some things. Okay, let's get back to our Advertising Week then and um, see where we go there. What, what are you hoping to get out of Advertising Week? So Advertising Week, I, I was quite excited to, to be invited onto the Advisory Council because I don't really have much of a reputation in advertising in the UK. You know, I come from South Africa, so I need to build up a reputation. So it was really interesting to meet people at Advertising Week on the council. But now actually going to the event, it was amazing to see how many young people are there. And we've got a whole new generation coming up. Me personally, um, there were a lot of talks about leadership. There were also um, some female-focused conversations about the, the future is female and female leadership. Um, and then also just networking. I think it's a fantastic opportunity to actually meet with people. I've, I've had multiple meetings. I've met a lot of interesting people. And there have been some good talks. Fantastic. And, uh, and it's really interesting that you say about female leadership because looking back at um, the International Women's Day recently, we, we did a post on LinkedIn for, for this podcast. And it, it's astonishing how amazingly supported we have been here by female leaders in the industry. So more the merrier, please. It, um, it, it looks like the right thing is happening. There's been a definite change in, in the market. You know, I look at it, if I think back to where... The, the general skew that you have, 
creative is uh, creative roles are often male, and production roles are often female. And then you know the the creatives become create executive creative directors, and they move up in the world, and then the producers reach a point. And now there's been a bit of a shift. So when it comes to operations, when it comes to the broader business, it's great to actually see how many people are going into marketing and advertising. There's a great opportunity for women. I think women need to support each other more. But I think what what's really key is having leadership teams that are open-minded and that don't follow box-ticking exercises but actually want to invest in people. I Absolutely. think that's critical. And, and you're seeing that happening at Sky Creative? Absolutely. We've we've got a large leadership team at Sky Creative um, and we we are very much on parity when it comes to, to leadership roles, um, especially in the senior leadership team. It's a 50-50 split and, and that's great and that's really grown and changed over, over the years and it's about the right candidate for the right job but believing in talent and actually growing talent as well. I agree and, and I think the, 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 the really important thing in there as well is that it's about the right candidate for the right job but it's about giving the opportunity for everybody to be the right candidate. Absolutely and you know th- that's the one thing about my boss when, when he met with me. He didn't look at my most recent job title when I was still a freelance proofreader. He actually read my whole CV and he gave me the opportunity. He met with me even though it didn't say operations director because I was new in the country. But he still took the time to meet with me and get to know me. And that's how then this actually progressed. And now I am where I am. And obviously from the from the outcome of that meeting, that it went the right way. But how did that meeting go? <laughs> I was so stressed. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was going into it and I thought, well, there's no way I'm ever going to get this job. And I'm, I'm a long shot because I'm different to everybody else. But I think the difference is is what actually got me the role. I think the, the, the difference, every once in a while I do need to taper. But, um, you know, it it was great to actually meet Simon. Um, I met him a few times. Then he, he introduced me to, to the broader team. And when I went into the interview, I, I went in thinking, okay, well, this is just me now and I'm not going to get it. So I'm just going to be myself. And thankfully I got it. Amazing. <laughs> And we're delighted that you did because now here we are. In fact, did that trigger the the come out, the, the the journey over to the UK, or was the journey over to the UK before that? No, the journey over to the UK was before that. Uh, in 2017, um, I, I decided to immigrate, so my child and I came over because I got an ancestral visa, and it was a great opportunity, and it was a great opportunity for Hannah as well. I think you know. I have a Hannah too. Hannah's oh, a great name for a daughter. It, it is a good name, yeah. eh? Um, when when I. You know, when I think back to South Africa and and career opportunities, um, they they are quite limited. It's 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 a country that that's going through a really difficult time, and coming over to the UK was the best opportunity for Hannah to actually be able to do what she wanted to do. And um, so yeah, we packed three suitcases, we came over and started from scratch again, and it's been Amazing. one hell of an adventure. And here you are, six years later. Yeah. Good God. Amazing, amazing. And, and and when you started in South Africa, you were proofreading. I was. Well, actually, first I started in South Africa when I was at university. I had to pay for myself to go through university. And so I started a business teaching diplomats, wives and children English. I was absolutely busking my way through it because I was studying teaching and I needed to, to make extra income. And so I started phoning embassies to ask if anybody needed English lessons and um, and the person who answered the phone at the Russian embassy said, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I started teaching English at, at Rus- the Russian embassy and then I started going to other embassies as well. And so that, that got me through university and was quite a profitable business. 
Um, what was the trigger for that? <laughs> what, 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 did you just notice that the, 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 there was a requirement there? or? Well, no, I, I just thought, you know, what can I do? It's it's like I, I had a part-time job doing admin at, at a company and, you know, everything was about university work, university work. So I sort of missed out on, on like, the, the university... <laughs> student life yeah um, but, mine was more about beer than anything i think <laughs> well my, mine was about okay i need to pay for this now um and what i did was i i thought you know i tried i tried waitressing when i was at at school and it's like yeah it's not for me and i needed something that could actually generate income properly that's why i just thought okay well i'm you know english is one of the subjects that i'm studying might as well do something with it. And and I absolutely loved it. And and really, the, the people that, that came in and the diplomats that I met, it was great to actually practice the speeches with, with the ambassador in for Spain. It was like, wow, this is amazing. And, and you know, the, the Russian embassy, I, I met a lot of people. I got offered the opportunity to go and complete my studies in Russia. Wow. I didn't take it. Um, because I ended up having a child instead, yep. <laughs> but but that that was so interesting. I met amazing people, um, and and it was the language barrier. It was literally a scenario of people didn't know a word of English, so you'd like point to it and you'd go table, yep. and they'd try to repeat a table, and you'd start to literally go through the houses naming things. Amazing, amazing. Well, and so, as you do that when you start learning language in the first place. So. That, that's it. So I did that, and, and then I, I stopped for a while um, to be a full-time mom, yeah. and then the one day I was bored, and I was on a website, an ad agency, and I noticed a whole lot of spelling mistakes. Yeah. And... That wasn't just, passion, and that was just annoyed it? me. I, I, I will admit that I am that person who judges restaurants when they make spelling mistakes. Oh, absolutely. I, I have actually yeah, yeah. circled some spelling mistakes before on the menu. Wow. Didn't give it back to them until after I left. Um, but what I did was I went onto the website. I saw these mistakes. So I did screenshots of everything, printed it out, circled all the mistakes, packaged it, sent it to the CEO. And the next day I got a call. And I became a freelance proofreader at an ad agency, and that's how I sold my soul to advertising. Wow, amazing! So the I, I'm, I'm going I'm to save the word until afterwards. But there's a um, there's a uh, restaurant down just around the corner from here called Ragam, and it's a, it's a curry house, and they and they had a particularly excellent um, spelling mistake on their menu there. And I remember this from a long time ago. In fact, one of the again guests on this podcast, Drew Baker, will remember it very well. But they had a um, they had a ten percent discount misspelt which was quite excellent disco oh. something <laughs> so I I, I I understand the same thing in spotting that but that's brilliant then so 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 you started off with an entrepreneurial flair so you're looking at an opportunity and then taking advantage of that and then that lines with advertising and you start thinking yes. about and and then then what? I mean, so I, I started going from ad agency to ad agency to to proofread and then I at, at one ad this agency is in South Africa. Proofreading in what language? In the early 2000s. Okay. So proofreading in English, in English mostly, yeah. and then Afrikaans and doing translations in Afrikaans. Amazing. I must say, uh, I did not enjoy doing the Afrikaans translations simply because the one the one time I I signed off a translation, I was in a meeting. The um, the lady from traffic came in and gave me the the artwork to sign. I signed it off. Didn't think of it again until the Monday morning when I went to go fetch her because we used to drive to work together. And she, she said to me, Melania, I've got something I need to show you. And I'm like, what? And she opened the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> and it was a double-page spread. 
And the translation was, everything was spelled correctly. Yep. But when it was translated, it went from speak for as little as two cents per second. The translation read speak for as little as two cents per minute. Massive Ooh, okay. <laughs> consumer issue. And I... I was convinced I was going to get fired then, but thankfully, you know, great lawyer at the ad agency and and all that, and everything was everything was fine. But after that, I did not want to deal with translations at all. But I have proofread in every official language in South Africa. And there are eleven, is that right? Actually, there are twelve. Oh, you can't okay. proofread sign language though. Sign language is the twelve. Okay. But there are eleven spoken and written um, languages in South Africa, and I have proofread all of them by having somebody give me a deck and literally doing it letter by letter and wow. looking for the mistakes. So it's My been God. interesting. Wow, that, that's got to take some kind of special concentration as well. Um, and let's let's just say that my patience isn't the greatest when people would interrupt those terms and conditions because, you know, terms and conditions booklets are riveting to oh read. Oh, my God. That's the kind of thing you just get it, you get one line in and then I'm off thinking about monkeys or, or something else and I can't stay I can't stay focused like that. I, I, was, I was challenged on my emotional maturity um, and my EQ when, when I told somebody to take a flying leap um, and my boss told me I should have been nicer and I should have done the whole sweetie I'm busy can you come back later I'm like no they've already interrupted me <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm actually I'm with you on that side of the thing so like, I've laid, laid my boundaries out I'm busy I'm concentrating you, you can see leave it. me alone yes <laughs> yes apparently I didn't say it quite that nice there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I actually had an ECD in South Africa who who eventually got a robot's a little, a little traffic light yeah. at his desk. So if it was green, everybody could approach. Amber, trepida- approach with trepidation. Yep. Red, come hello, high water, you're not talking to him. But and it, it worked beautifully. It's completely fair enough, I think. You know, because the, you're, otherwise you, you're, you're automatically assuming when you approach somebody in, in, in work with something that you're... 
that the importance of whatever you're asking matches the importance of what they're doing right now. And it doesn't That's always exactly going to do that. Yeah. Um, oh, I quite like that. <laughs> I mean, we've only got a really little team at the minute and it's pretty obvious when you're head down and you're, you're kind of doing things. But I think those signals are completely fair. Yeah, I think, look, nowadays you have them on Zoom and, and Teams, but... I always forget to like change my status when I'm going into oh, a team's meeting, no. and and people always just call anyway because we've bec- we've become so used to virtual that, you know, you're in the middle of something and somebody will always try to dial you into a call. Yeah, I I hate the way that language has changed as well. So we're going very left field now, and then, <laughs> I'm sure we were going to do this anyway. But the um the, the language that that you use, you know, kind of talking to team about about something. Have you spoken to them? Yeah, yeah, I spoke to them this morning. Well, when? Um, about half past seven on, on the way in, I spoke to them. Did you actually speak to them? Or are you just saying your, your, your proxy for speaking to them is sending them an email or a text or something? Oh, yeah, no, I sent them a text. Well, when did you last speak to them? And you know, you, you know what? I think that that's actually one of the things. Let me just quickly do a good plug for Advertising Week Europe. That, uh, that's not what, <laughs> every week at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, that, that's one of the things that was actually launched this year, the, the um, academy. So for young people who are new starters in the industry who ha- who st- might have started during COVID or have just never learned the, that, you know, how important that communication is, how to present, how to actually engage with people. And I think though we take it for granted because, you know, we used to have meetings and have to deal with people in person yep. well before COVID because we're older. Mm, a little bit. <laughs> Quite a bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> little is how long is a piece of string. Yeah. So, but but nowadays it's a skill that's lost. Because well, right, so I'm people... lying about my age, but let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tisk, tisk. Um, but, you know, nowadays people do hide behind email trails. People do hide behind SMSs and yep. WhatsApps. Mm-hmm. And... I, for me, I, I love an in-person meeting because me you you can't read the room through a screen, not not properly. No, you can't. You can't break the ice. You can't have fun. You can't have a a flowing conversation, and it, it does. It drives me absolutely mental. I've always thought, uh, again, this could just be the fact that I'm just morphing very, very quickly and being a grumpy old bastard, but email is for confirmation of something, not conversation. So, you know, I might quite happily have a chat and I'd love to talk to you about what's going on and everything, but let's not do it on email. Let's go, here's the contract, there it is, you file it and you're gone. You know, how are you, what are you having for dinner? You know, come on. That, that's it, you know, our... Um I had a meeting the one day, and I was, I was chatting to um, Anne Marie McKay. She's she's our chief brand and growth officer at Sky, and she said something to me which has really stuck with me. And she said to me, "If it's an important in, if it's important enough to put in writing, it's important enough to have the conversation. So get up and go and have the conversation with right. the person, yeah. because when you send an email, you don't know what the person's busy going through. Exactly. You don't know the person's state of mind. You don't know if the person's stressed. If the person's happy." Mm. Go and have the conversation, especially if it's a tough one. And given that we are in the communications industry, it's about communicating the right way, isn't it? Oh, for people in the communications industry, I must say, <laughs> we're really bad at it. I know. I know. Yeah. Email today. Can I borrow your ruler, please? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so then, okay, then let's bring it back into into, yes. a, into advertising and advertising, advertising land. And, yes. and in fact, advertising week as well. Um, that you know, if, if um, actually, do you know, I wonder whether there is a is a thread in Advertising Week that would be interesting about the way that we communicate with each other because I, again, tiny brain, tiny brain, you know, one-track mind, and I don't mean that in, like, thinking about filth all the time. I think I can only think about one thing all the time. 
uh, at a time. And if we've got something where the, the conversation is spreading and proliferating across multiple channels, for WhatsApp, for text, for LinkedIn, for email, for phone call, and at best... I come across as rude because I can't carry it. And at worst, I come across completely incompetent because I've got no idea where the points are on that. And I don't know where to file it and I don't know where to look back on it. How, how do we change that? Don't we, do we need an official business channel for comms, which used to be the phone? Uh, you know? And you know what? People should pick up the phone more often. Oh, it's so refreshing to actually have a telephone conversation. Love a phone call. <laughs> a phone call is absolutely yeah. amazing. I think... I think that people have become so used to being attached to their devices, whether their laptop, their their iPad, their their mobile, that it's it's par for the course to pick up your phone or to check your email when you're in a meeting, when you're having a conversation with people. And it's amazing. I, I don't know if it's just age, but I I found that if if I pick up my phone while while I'm in a meeting or even like yesterday, I, there was something urgent I needed to do and I actually looked at my phone during one of the talks and I missed out a whole section of it. Yeah. I cannot multitask when no. it comes to that anymore where you think you're actually part of the conversation. But, but you're, you're actually not. part of nothing. Yeah. You know, no, that, so your, your, your you email's this... not really being done. You're not really listening. And yeah. you'll get better if you don't want it to. I know it's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. And we try and teach our kids that and it's not working there either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Good God! Okay, so then maybe I can I can re, re reset the question, thinking about it more, and with your background in operations here, that it is it does it become a problem for organisations if you don't have a thread or a trail properly and coherently of conversations? Absolutely, I think you know when I think back to advertising, some of the the biggest misunderstandings and the biggest finger-pointing exercises that, that I've witnessed over the years um, has been about feedback given and not actioned. And, and you know, no, but I, I said this. No, but you said that. And da, da, da. People are very quick to finger-point. We should rather look at how do we find the solution to this now because we're in the situation that we're in. You've got to fix it. So I think paper trails are good. But I think people can also hide behind paper trails and people need to engage more. But yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to to actually dealing with an advertising campaign, when getting briefed, it's it's very subjective. You know, you have a conversation, it's like, yeah, I briefed you. No, no, you didn't. You didn't tell me. Am, am mm. I doing out of home? Am I doing a TV ad? Am I doing display? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. You know, so to a degree, you absolutely need to have a paper trail for core basics but I think a paper trail cannot replace relationship, and relationship is key. No, I, I completely agree. And then, and the further you get into the relationships, the the the, the more can go unsaid in that brief. So you know the the, the implications of well, what territory you're in? Okay, it becomes obvious that you know you're only dealing in the UK or whatever. Yeah. After a while, you know, what is your target audience? Has it changed from last time? You know, no. You know, these are the things that that you start taking for granted. But at the beginning, you can't. Yeah. And you can't do that unless you've got that relationship in place. And Absolutely. I don't see those relationships forming at the minute. So it's wonderful yeah. that you're saying the, that in Adweek there is a, a younger cohort of people coming through. But I really worry um, about, you know, where and how is, is the work going to get done? Because, again, you know, old grumpy bastard, and this is not how things are done anymore. But we were all encouraged to go out and to spend as much time with the industry and your entrance at the same time of us. So you build those relationships so that you can rely on them and work with each other quickly and effectively going forward down the line. Yeah. But people aren't talking to each other or even meeting up anymore. No, people aren't. You know, I must say, I think when I, when I think, if, if I look back over the last, what, 20 years of my career in advertising, almost 20 years, 
um, a really good example of communication was I, I worked in, in South Africa. I worked with um, a, a shopper marketing um, team and, and they were part of, of YNR South Africa. And the MD, Caro, and the creative director and the strategist, they were absolutely in sync. They could finish each other's sentences they, if the one couldn't be at the meeting, the other one could, and they could talk on behalf. They were an absolute unit, and I think that that's something that's missing nowadays. People, we're in a highly stressful industry. We're in a quick turnaround industry. People don't take the time to actually get to know each other. We're in the trenches with each other. Some of the best memories I have are sitting during pitches and, and you know, suffering through that. I mean, one of the things that got me through a pitch was my tinder wall of shame you know sorry <laughs> sorry your, your what <laughs> my tinder wall of shame okay in, right, in, in, um, in south um, africa just they, making a know, note that, of that. that that was an interesting one and, and that was one of the things that got us through a pitch laughing at, at all the messages from the scammers and declarations of undying love oh my gosh okay <laughs> yeah. uh all right let's know what we're talking about let's talk no. about that now <laughs> <laughs> communication is key indeed <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the Tinder wall of shame. I, I love it. But yes, okay. So, but you you, you form your relationships in, it, but it's in person. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's really important. You know, like when when I started at Sky, I started ten days before we went into lockdown. So oh that, was, <laughs> that that was, was an interesting experience. Um, well, in, a, in an operations in an capacity. operations capacity. That's got to have been a. I must say, it's been it was a, a challenge. baptism of fire, I think. I'm, what is it? You know? Absolutely, because suddenly we needed to get everybody to work remotely. And how do you do that? And I didn't know people. I, I didn't have a relationship with people in Sky. And that's still something that I'm working on. Yeah. And it continues to be to be a challenge because, you know, I, I need to get out there yeah. and I need to introduce myself to people. And, you know, it's like people mention somebody's name in passing. So you know of a person. It doesn't mean you know the person. Yeah. And so it's about building those relationships with people. I think another thing when, when it comes to, to Teams and Zoom, it's a fantastic tool, but you also get lazy because the, you never have to remember who you're speaking to. Yeah. I mean, I was absolutely mortified. I, I remember when we were eventually allowed back onto campus and we were coming out of lockdown, somebody came up to me and said, hey, Mel, how are you doing? And started talking to me. And I said to him, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. And he's like... I'm Fred. I'm in your team. I'm like, I'm sorry. You look very different to your profile picture. <laughs> and that was <laughs> well, the truth. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. and and you know, you you don't have to remember who you're talking to on teams. Uh, I, I agree. And that, and in, in the real world, it's different. There's different lighting, different shades. You know, exactly. Glasses, no glasses. I don't know. But no, I, I get it completely. Again, so you're put into a situation where at the at the best you are rude and at worst you are just like indifferent or whatever i mean it's bad i mean i'm 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 terrible at names in general on day 10 (laughs) in sky it's it it was it was a baptism by fire but you know what i i was very fortunate because i had a great head of technology and he had a lot of insight and a lot of um forward planning, he was always thinking, you know, what's the next thing that we need to think about? And and he had started to think about, about remoting into the office and, and a virtualized desktop. Yep. And so that, that sped up his project. And, you know, so I had a, an absolutely great 
um, tech team. And then also from, from a production point of view, the producers pulled together and mm. they found solutions to the problem. So, so yes, it was difficult, but we, we produced some of our biggest ads during lockdown. We had remote shoots and we went through a whole lot of things with that. And, you know, I think it was amazing to see how people came together. I mean, I must say to get people desktops and laptops and everything because yeah. it was like, don't come to work. You know, we were we were putting chairs in taxis <laughs> to Amazing. get people Amazing. <laughs> to get people equipment. You know, gosh, I I hope you filmed all of this and documented it because it, I think we have permanent PTSD. Oh, I know because I, I think there is a degree of that in the world actually because you know, the, the 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 two years of lockdown. I mean, I look back and I know was it two years of in and out of lockdown? That, that I can't really remember it. It it does seem like a lifetime ago, doesn't yeah. it? You know, I I. I remember there was one time and we we were working on things because during lockdown we were actually launching the Glass TV. Right. And Glass was a really big step in 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 Sky because we went from being a broadcaster um to to being a technology platform as well. And and it was a massive project. And so we had everybody working remotely on an NDA project while everybody's working at home. Astonishing. And it was amazing what people could actually do yeah. through that time. On an NDA project, the, the security leaks potential oh, around that is You know, because infinite. you're working from home. I yeah. mean, so, so there was one time that I literally um, didn't go downstairs for, for two weeks. <laughs> My partner just kept on bringing me food. And, wow. And I'm like, work. With a bell. <laughs> oh, I do have a bell, yes. <laughs> But it's amazing what you could do with SMS coffee. Um, so you know that 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 was quite an interesting thing to actually work on because when when you get an NDA and then you've got to actually be out and you know you sit in the garden. Oh no, you can't have this meeting here. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Gosh. So with uh with with the the, the restrictions that were based down and, and the lockdown that we are hopefully through now. I assume that we're through until the next whatever it might be. It does actually worry me that lockdowns are now in the arsenal of responses to things. Um, so so I, I can see it happening again in, in the not-too-distant future. But, you know, the, now, the, now the, the potential for things to be back to as they were from a working world, what impact has that had in an operations capacity for you? What, what does that mean? Well, I think when it comes to operations, one of, one of the key things is about hybrid working which does impact an organization and, and how you actually allow for that. Because you've got to think about the infrastructure that you have, because now everything is either WebEx or Teams. Yep. Um, how you have meetings that some people are on screen, other people are in the room, and you need to make sure that as the people in the room, you know what it's like, you sit opposite each other at a table, you have a conversation, you forget about the people on the screen, how you have inclusive meetings. So that becomes a thing. Then from from a tech point of view, you've got to consider the additional cost to everything. You know, a person has a setup at the office, um, you need a second monitor. So it's doubling costs for everything yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, how you actually work how you actually work people's schedules around mm. things because that was one of the things that we saw during lockdown. I mean, I'm, I, I was fortunate in, in that Hannah is 24 now, you know, so, so Hannah was at uni when, when lockdown was happening. 
but which is tough. Him, oh man, you know. Well, well, oh. l- luckily Hannah was doing it through Open University, oh, okay. so it was okay. It was remote anyway. Um, but you know, for everybody who had young kids and had to homeschool, you know, yeah. I think you know people really pulled together, and yeah. you had to work around other people's schedules. And I think you know that was amazing to actually see people pull together. But that also extended people's days a lot, and and a lot of people have become quite used to long days. I don't know if you found it that. Everything fits into 30-minute increments, and the day gets longer and longer and longer because you're always online. And I think we need to force ourselves out of of that now. You know, I I try to remember, and I generally forget, but I try to remember to actually, if I'm typing an email late at night because I'm I'm a night owl, I mustn't send it late at night. Yes. I'm a schedule send. Yeah, absolutely All those right. All little things. Yeah. You know? So, so the, the the expectation of the the receive, recipient of that is not going. Oh, I've got to respond to this. Absolutely. Now. I think if I've got it perfectly right, um, on on a week that I am happiest with, it's a wedge shape. It's like a forward facing triangle. Um, like on Monday, I'll do a really long day. I'll be at my desk at six, seven o'clock in the morning, and then finish at eight, nine, ten, whatever at night because I'm in it and I'm excited. And there's yeah. so much to do in startup. Tuesday's less because I'm knackered and I shouldn't have done that on a Monday. Yeah. Wednesday's <laughs> same, and then if I've really got it right, my my job on Friday is to go out and have lunch. Oh, no, that sounds like a great. <laughs> this is job. why I joined indus- the industry in the first place. But it's getting a little bit tricky to do that. But what I am finding is that the there's this kind of um, graph, if you imagine it just going a 45-degree angle up and to the right, that there is an increase in the the way that people's jobs are being reduced to a set of KPIs because they are not in the building and they're not able to have those relationships and they're just being measured on their output, not their circumstances. And at exactly the same time, there is an increase increase in the requirement and the support that's needed for mental health and yes. sustainability. And I don't know how you reconcile those two things. It's really easy for people to get lost. Yeah. So we, we've adopted a hybrid working model where we have three days on campus yep. and two days working remotely. If people want to come in five days a week, they're welcome to. Yep. But on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we aim to all be in the office. And I think that's really good for those conversations. What is a problem is if if you've got some people that haven't come in, other people that have, then people still end up sitting on a call. Yes. So Exactly. Know, so you come so in, you've got your headphones on, th- and that, then what's the point of being in the office? Like, yeah. how, how do you actually yeah. approach people? And, and that's why, for me, I, I try to plan my meetings now as much as possible to actually have in-person meetings. Sky has amazing coffee shops. You know, we've got fantastic restaurants on campus and amazing coffee shops as well. It is really, an, really so good Osterley, coffee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So One enormous. in Osterley. It's huge. So, so I'm, I've been having more meetings in the coffee shop or go for a walking meeting yeah. or, you know, something, something like that, just to try to break the monotony of looking at a screen. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, when, when people are on, on um, calls, to not just switch the camera off every time. Because it's like you wouldn't sit with a brown paper bag on your head if you were in this room. No, exactly. Why would you do yeah. it on, on screen? No, absolutely. Well, yeah. So I've always the camera goes off. It's because something else has happened. So the, the kid, the kid has run in. The dog has gone off. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, spilt I, your coffee. I have yeah. recently realised that somebody wasn't actually in the meeting when they dialed into the meeting. They said hello to everybody. Oh, yeah. The camera went off. The call went on mute, and then I asked a question. Yes. <laughs> no oh my gosh! Yeah, well, exactly. So, oh, which is then a problem as well because then that your flag goes up and you mm, exactly. And that's not the right way. No. 
No. Wow. I think we just need to be considerate of, of each other. We do. We do. You know, it's, it's, it's a big adjustment for everybody to come back in. And, and you know, it's not easy. I, I must say, you know, it's, it's like I, I have an almost two-hour commute each way because Gosh. I live in southeast London and then I, I work in west London. Oh, my God. Um, and, you know, in South Africa, I used to commute. I used to drive between Pretoria and Joburg. You get stuck on the motorway. There you go. It is, it is what it is. But, oh, my goodness, to get, you know, to make sure that you catch the trains and that they align and it takes a while to get to work. So when I am working remotely, it's great because exactly. <laughs> I can stay in bed until the last minute. Oh, and I don't have to wake don't up at office four in the morning. That? No, absolutely. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, the difference in the alarm as, it, as oh, the, the, the world week goes of difference. on. Yeah. But what I have found is that getting back into, on campus and actually meeting with people, whether it's coming into Soho and meeting with people or, or meeting with people in Austerley, it's made the world of difference to actually build a relationship. Can't, can't be replaced. And I think, well, actually, you, you are um, adapting and adjusting as you go. I am indeed. Yeah. Adapt yeah, yeah. and yeah, adjust. Smi- smi- smiling as I say that because <laughs> I've stolen your words. <laughs> Look, I think um, with everything that we do, we always have plans, and and we we agreed our our view at home. We live by adapt and adjust. Plans change, things happen. It's not a disaster. You just need to adjust. Yeah. So so that's what we do, and that's what we had to do with COVID. Indeed. Yeah. Right. And 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 you know when we were forced to do it, we did it really well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Gosh. Amazing. Adapt and adjust. I like that. I'm going to. I'm going to yeah. steal that. Although, that is a good one, eh? I, but I, you know, this again. This might be. Uh, I think it's absolutely right. You have to because I think you know the the the, well, the law of the survival of the fittest is not right. It's the, the survival of those who are most able to adopt the new environment or yeah. something. You know? But the um. But I like consistency and structure and. You know. so, so now you see that's the thing. It sounds like it's it's they they are, are are polar opposites. You know, you've got to be consistent. You've got to adapt and adjust. You've got to be consistent in your behaviour. I've got to be consistently adapting. There you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> we should work in advertising. <laughs> yeah, think. <laughs> as long as I don't have to be a copywriter, because I'm not good at that, it'll be fine. No, no, I'll just do the lunch. I, I could do do that bit. And, and <laughs> oh, well, you know, the, you know, I, I do remember the the older times in advertising where we would actually go to a pub, mm. which was always a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how it, much alcohol can be consumed. Do you know, it, it, it is. And the, the alcohol is quite important, you know, as, as gelling and build, bringing people together in the industry. And it also made the industry much yeah, a lot of fun to be in. But it's a dangerous industry it for it. Absolutely it absolutely is. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't help people who might have a problem. No, I agree you know? with you on that. Yeah. But, and you're right. There, you know, if, if I think back to where conversations would happen, it would be when people would go out. Yes. And you're right. It, it is dangerous because it does force people into doing things. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I have, to, yeah, but I have always thought that the, I mean, it's probably a terrible thing to say, but the, the, the best work that I've done has been in pubs because you are in a relaxed environment. You haven't got the, the structure of an office or the formality of where you are between you. And you can have a, a fairly sort of off the record conversation yes. of like, this is where I need this to be. What do you need rather than, you know, playing that game? And you can get there quicker. 
And I've always liked that, and we've always been able to do good things. You know, I must say though, um, if if too much alcohol has been consumed, you m- might think you've got absolute award-winning ideas. Yeah, <laughs> they absolutely. They are yeah. slightly dicey. <laughs> All I can hear when I have too much. You can dance. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> So you, wow, I mean, again, we, we, we veer around all over the place, but this is an awesome conversation. But you, so you started off with, with your, your entrepreneurial, yes. you did your business with the, um, the diplomats in, in South Africa and you moved into advertising and gradually you got bigger and bigger corporations. Yes. So, What's next? Because oh. I think Sky is kind of... Where do you go? Sky, Sky, Sky is, is a world oh. of opportunity. It yeah. really is. Um, you know, I think my, my role has changed a few times since I've actually been at Sky, and I've only been at Sky for three years. Uh, so I'm learning more about the business every day. I, I love advertising as as a medium for doing things and affecting change. I, I, I really do enjoy it. But I think, you know, I really want to learn more about the business. It's, it's fascinating talking to the different MDs about the business challenges and what the focus is, what the focus is going to be for the next few years. And there's so much out there that I realise that, you know, I've I've grown up in advertising, but there's so much more to business than advertising, and that's where I really want yes. to start to 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 get into that more. Wow, I think, you know, so I'm I, I love business, and yeah, so so let's see. There, so maybe you know, a, a broader broader church. I, I would, yeah, I would love that. You know, wow. I, I think I think there's so much to learn, and I do work with some amazing people, and. It's, it's it's interesting being in-house in in-house versus agency side you know when when you're at an agency you you work on a specific um, client's portfolio or multiple but you still have your agency identity you you are BBH or yeah. YNR or yeah. TBWA um, but when you're in-house you're you're the agency but you're also the employee and you're also the stakeholder and you know it's about yeah I, I remember when when I I made the move to Sky and somebody asked me where where I was going because I hadn't actually said I, I'd resigned but I hadn't actually said when I was going and I said I was going to Sky Creative and they're like what's Sky Creative because <laughs> it's, it's in-house nobody pays attention you know um, so I told them and I said I was going in-house and somebody actually asked me if I was having a nervous breakdown wow and I'm like excuse me and they're like, well, you can't, can't you cut it in the real world, in in, in agency world? Okay. I'm like, um, that's offensive, absolutely. And you know, I've I've done my time in yeah. agency, and I must say, it has been a complete shift in terms of going in house. In house is, you know, my client is my colleague, so they're not my client; mm. they're my colleague. Yeah. It's a completely different view. You know, everything that you're doing is living the brand. You are one brand. And it's a massive shift to go in-house. And, and I, I have never been more stressed or stretched as I have been here because it's challenging and in a good way. I've, I'm, I'm learning so many things. And, you know, I've, I've done this for a long time and I, I walked in thinking, okay, I'll be all right. And then it's like, Wow. Small fish, small fish, very big pond, and there's a lot to learn, and and that's what I'm excited about. There's there's always something. There's so many opportunities, you know. We we launch initiatives, and and you know, being on the advisory council for Advertising Week Europe, um, being part of AdNet Zero. There are so many things yeah. going on, and really, it's 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 what we all make of it. Absolutely. 
So um, is there any chance for a sort of balding, beardy man to get into the next Sky Ads at all? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, asking you for, know, asking I, for a friend. I would absolutely be wrapped over the knuckles because I'm not the creative, but I do know some great creative directors who could steer you in the right direction. <laughs> wow. Gosh, well, um, Melanie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I, I, I really enjoyed this, and it, it's fascinating to hear about your, your trajectory and what you've done. If you went back to the very beginning and you, you, you see you at the, um, at the, the diplomats, did you kind of have something like this planned out? I never thought this would ever be in my future. And, you know, I, I look back, and it's, it's it's been an amazing journey, you know, getting into the the English lessons, the proofreading, then uh, quality assurance and, and doing corporate identity, you know, measuring logo sizes and then then operations. And I think for me, you know, I look back, I can't believe I am where I am. I, my, my life is, is very different to what it was before. Um, and, you know, I think part of that is based on relationship and, and getting to know people. And I've been given some amazing opportunities. And you have the Tinder wall of shame. And I have the Tinder wall of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I think we leave it there now, don't we? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to Let's Do the Right Thing in association with Radio Works, the UK's largest independent radio advertising agency. Let's Do the Right Thing is a Maple Street creative production, devised and presented by Adam Hopkinson. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 